0: Welcome to winter in the north of England. (laughs) Now, arrogance, arrogance is rife towards the Jewish people within the church. The world rages against this people, and many within the church have been coerced into this train of thinking. Our Bible was written by Jewish people, predominantly to Jewish people. It's a Middle Eastern book, not a Western philosophy. When we hold these words as if they've been robbed from another people, and as if we've been given an interpretation which they just couldn't understand, we clothe ourselves with an arrogance worthy of the severity of God. Writing to the church of Ephesus, Paul exclaims, remember that at one time you gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision which is made in the flesh by the hands remember that you were at that time separated from christ alienated from the commonwealth of israel and strangers to the covenants of promise having no hope and without god in the world we didn't have a chance jewish people are circumcised today nearly four millennia later, as a sign of the promise given to Abraham of the land and the nation of Israel. Gentiles had no saviour, no hope, no sign in the flesh as to specific promises, whether you go for a medical procedure or not. Jewish people were born into the covenants, and it was necessary for Gentiles to convert to Judaism in order to be included in the community of faith. Arrogance sounds more like deep-seated jealousy. Paul, however, reassures us, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. God came as a human living the sinless life and chose to be sacrificed for our sins, presenting his own blood to act as a mediator between us and God. And then Paul drops the bombshell (laughs) For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one, and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of the commandments expressed in the ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility." This rage of Gentiles against the Jews is demolished by the blood of Christ, or at least is supposed to be for all who put their faith in Messiah Jesus, binding us both together as one, one new man. Not fighting against each other, not competing against one another, not bitter against each other, not arrogant, surely. The Ephesians read on, And he came and preached peace, to you who were far off, us Gentiles, and peace to those who were near, Jews. For through him, we both have access in one spirit, to the Father. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Arrogance? I shouldn't think so. Gratitude and wonder? I would hope so. Symbolising Israel as a tree, Paul writes to the Romans, If some of the branches were broken off and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree... I'll stop there, while the wild unnatural branches are the Gentiles that are grafted into the tree of Israel. I am grafted in. I hope if you're a Gentile you're grafted in, Jesus is the root. And I heard a, a Messianic Jew once say, most Christians they act like a Christmas tree, all fancy lights but cut off at the root. You have to laugh, I love Christmas trees but I don't want to be compared to one, do you? Replacement theology, sometimes disguised as fulfilment theology or supersessionism and other terms, is a deadly virus spreading throughout the church. Simply put, it's a belief that the church, which is made up largely of Gentiles, has replaced the Jewish people to become the true Israel. This is nonsense, and frankly a dangerous doctrine that is racist at its core. There is a reason Jesus was Jewish and still is Jewish. He is the king of the Jews and he will return to establish Israel as his eternal kingdom. There is a reason Ezekiel spends nine chapters detailing the future Jewish temple, the new city, the holy portion, the land inheritance to each tribe of Israel. There is a reason Jesus seals 12,000 from every tribe of the sons of Israel in the run-up to his return. There is a reason that Jesus said to the apostles when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. There is a reason the New Jerusalem will have twelve gates and on the gates the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel and the wall of the city had twelve foundations and on them were 12 names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb, who were all Jewish. It's a very Jewish future kingdom. You can't spiritualize all these things. Don't try to be more spiritual than God. The next time you meet a Jewish follower of Christ, ask them if you both together have now replaced Israel. I dare you. (laughs) No, we are fellow citizens joined together. And as we stand before God, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Yet, we do not lose our identity in how God made us. A slave, by the way, is man's structuring, not God's design. Just as we have roles between us now, there will also be roles in the age to come. A side note is that it should work both ways, in that Jews must be careful not to puff themselves up thinking that they were chosen for their greatness. The Jewish people must be careful not to be arrogant, knowing that their nation will be the head of nations, that to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship and the promises. God chose them not because of their righteousness or uprightness of heart. Now, while the other side of the coin here is sincere in its prospect, It is we Gentiles that require the exhortation more than ever. And only we have a stark warning about arrogance. Let's read. Paul continues in Romans 11. Do not be arrogant towards the branches. If you are, remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. But you stand fast through faith, so do not become proud, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Note then the kindness and the severity of God. Severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in again. For if you were cut from what is nature or a wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree? He wouldn't warn us of arrogance if none of us would become arrogant. The Jewish people are the natural branches who can be cut off individually for not recognising Jesus as their Messiah. And we Gentiles must remember that we are the unnatural branches grafted in by grace to the same tree who can be cut off for being arrogant towards the Jewish people, regardless of accepting Jesus as the Messiah. If you don't recognise Jesus as the King of the Jews, you are arrogant towards the natural branches it's a different Jesus, you will be cut off. If you believe you have replaced the Jewish people as the true Israel, you are arrogant to the natural branches. It may even be the same Jesus, but you will be cut off. Speaking to the Father, Jesus says, the glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. We are to celebrate that God made the nation, celebrate He made us male and female, Jew and Gentile, celebrate His plans and His ways, celebrate as we join together all who have faith in His name, brought close by the blood of Christ as one new man with the King who is the head. His name is Jesus.